Hey there, it's Ali here. Thanks for checking in to create a thriving hypnotherapy business. This is the podcast that's most definitely for you if you are a new or established hypnotherapist who wants to flourish in practice and stay in business, but sometimes feels like you're losing your way. Series three, where we are now, is a real-time account of business building and the weird levels of thought that go into that. As your wingwoman, it is my job to show you a truthful account of running a business so that you're never caught out and you'll always feel capable of managing the natural waves of being a business owner. It's not very pretty and it's definitely not polished, but it is true. Don't expect it to go to plan. I never do. Think diary of a CEO, but with way more chaos, more naps and easily distracted by the different places I could go swimming and often interrupted by small dogs who do insist on doing their tippy tappying while I'm trying to record a podcast. Here's the thing though, I figure if I can do this given well me and Tiger Lily, well I know you can too. By the way, Tiger Lily's the dog. Because this is a real-time account, you can keep up with what I'm doing and how I'm managing and see how the process can vary so much from week to week. So business is a little bit of a roller coaster and sometimes it's the sore ride and sometimes it's the teacup ride, but both are safe and doable and normal and it's to be expected to be a little bit all over the place at times. So what I really want you to know in your heart of hearts is that nothing needs to stop you having the business you want. Before we get into it today, just want to remind you of the Facebook community because this is a community podcast after all. The community is a place you can go for support, for solace, for celebration, and it's there for you with other hypnotherapists and therapists. It's a safe, welcoming and encouraging space for us all. Every Monday in that group, you'll see an insight to action post. And that's where you can share what you intend to achieve in the week. At the end of the week, we celebrate. The more you acknowledge and celebrate what you achieve, the more confidence you'll get, not to mention the buzz in your reward pathways. You'll also get used to holding yourself gently to account. Not doing something isn't an opportunity for you to berate yourself. It means you have an opportunity to reflect and learn about what works best for you. Perfection's not the outcome you're looking for. It's always progress. So back to today. Come with. Traction. What does that word mean to you? Because to me, it means I'm starting to see the fruits of my labours. It doesn't mean success exactly, although I can sniff it. Um, but it does mean things are starting to get going, which might be why the Proclaimer song, I'm on my way, has been in my mind all week. Um, guess what? <clears throat> the activity and results tracker has been incredibly helpful. I know it's weird, isn't it? Um, in bringing focus to what I am or I am not doing, especially now that I'm actually using it. Do you know what? When you see those little boxes and an Excel spreadsheet that they're standing empty, they're like little bird mouths, like begging to be fed. There's a bit of a compulsion to fill them. What that's meant is taking opportunities to connect with people, remembering that I should be posting a variety of content and those gaps that keep happening each week. I'm really kind of looking at those and wondering what it will take to fill them. So it's kind of working on a few levels. It's thinking of what is and isn't important to me. Now, I always knew it would be a living document. So I'm already 
adding and deleting things as I as I go, really. Um, one thing I've added uh, in the last week or so is a line that says banked. And that's how much money literally landed in my bank that week. So it's not how many t- people I've taken on or things like that. It's actually the cash in the bank because I really want to train my brain that money comes easily, regularly and often. I want to talk it into being. So if I want to do that, I'm also going to need to see it happening. I'm also keeping a close eye on the numbers of people attending. I don't need crazy numbers every week, but if I want to hit my financial targets, they do need to become consistent. So just as a one-off, I think probably, let me share with you my numbers for the last week. I won't do it every week, but it's nice to do it every now and again. Yeah. So last week, so that's the 14th to the 20th of August, 2023, my week looked like this in absolute brief. Two initial consultations, seven client sessions, one mentoring session, four supervision sessions, one teaching day, one meditation class, one marketing meeting, and one one-to-one with another business owner. I don't know why, but that really reminds me of the very hungry caterpillar. Um, And here's what else I did last week. Went for a mammogram appointment, went swimming four times to three different places. I fasted for three days. I had a nail appointment, numerous dog walks, and at least four naps. But until I wrote it out, I was giving myself a super hard time because I didn't get through some of the things on my to-do list. And I was really berating myself for not hitting my client target. So it really helped me to write down those numbers of people that I was seeing and those different activities towards my business goals and vision that I actually did. Sometimes being able to see it in front of you, it stops your brain being so mean to you. I would have given myself a really hard time for taking naps and going swimming. But do you know what? If I can't do stuff like that, what really is the point of having my own business? Do you know what? I don't work for myself to work myself into an early grave. Quite the opposite, in fact. I do it because I desire a quality of life that suits me and my body. I desire to live and do meaningful work, not just to exist. And you know what? I absolutely refuse to be. I refuse to be a cog in somebody else's wealth story. Nope, not for me. But I do keep going. Getting to a place of sustainability takes time, focus, and special attention. Sometimes it can be really hard to know where to focus week on week simply because there are so many areas where we could be working to improve or produce. But I found checking into my overall goal and then comparing it to where I feel I am now is really helpful for me because then it kind of sharpens the focus of what needs to happen next. So what I do is this. I'll just share you my process. I score it out of 10, where one is as far away from my goal as I could imagine it being so terrible. And 10 out of 10 is my vision brought to life. Now, if you remember, I've recorded a vision audio, so I know what that looks like. Now, saying it like a 10 out of 10 doesn't sound very accurate. It's no SWOT analysis. It's no profit and loss report. But for various reasons, one of which I'm a solution-focused hypnotherapist, I'm used to using this system of grading and experience, so it makes sense to me. And the other thing is a profit and loss report probably won't excite me. 
and I don't need a SWOT analysis every week. So this actually as an ongoing living check-in is really helpful because what's happening is my brain is running a diagnostic in the background. It's going through everything I'm doing, the challenges, the sticking points, even how I'm feeling about the whole thing. And from that, it just gives me a score out of 10. From there, then I can decide what one point higher looks like. What would have to be different in order to scale it one point higher? I find that a really simple way of deciding what my priorities are for the next few days or weeks, etc. You can try it now if you like. So ask yourself this. Take the time to actually do this. It can be really, really interesting. If you were to score your business out of 10, where one is absolutely dreadful, as bad as it could be, and 10 is your business exactly as you would want it, where would you put your business on that scale today? Okay, great. Now imagine it's one point higher up on that scale. What would have to be different and what would have changed? What else? <laughs> and what else? Now with that information to hand, what's the first thing you're going to work on? And what's the first task of that thing? Ta-da! It's as simple as that. And you're welcome. That's free coaching right there. <laughs> so when I did this, so I had to take a moment, you know, if you're doing this, actually take a moment to write it down and see what that feels like in all seriousness. Give yourself a set. You can pause this, take a moment to write it down. Or if you were too busy going, I don't know, run through and ask yourself again and don't allow yourself and I don't know. In the meantime, what came up for me when I asked myself the same question was this. Current score, five out of ten. Six means having the front page on the website fully optimised, the carousel design for social media complete, so all of the um, templates done, and the mailing list mechanisms set up. From that, job number one is to sit down and write the new copy as per the guidelines that I've got from Jem, my SEO person. I'm actually going to do that after I get this podcast published. So it's as simple as that. I do find it really helps me focus on the next steps rather than getting overwhelmed in the possibilities because overwhelm is a very real possibility for me. So my job for me is to work out the best way for me to take it forward whilst studiously avoiding becoming overwhelmed. That's my process. You need to find yours. It might be the same. It might be different. It might be a tweak on that. Something else you might wonder, as I've been asked before when I tell people about the quite broad variety of work I do, and that's not all of it, funnily enough, 
The question I ask is, do you have to do all of those things because you can't make money just doing hypnotherapy? And actually it brought me up the first time somebody asked me that because I felt really bad. I thought, well, maybe, maybe that is why I do all of these things. Maybe I can't make money through just seeing clients alone. But actually, it's not the truth. Quick answer is no. I could just as easily focus all my work and attention on filling my days with clients, focusing all my energy on getting them. I, in fact, know many therapists who love to immerse themselves in client work and see 20, 30 clients a week. They thrive on it. I, however, would not. Not who I am. In fact, I think it's one of the reasons that I have been doing this for so long is that there is variety. I need variety to keep me motivated and engaged. It's the change of energy and pace that keeps me going. It's the change of challenge as well. But it also keeps me coming back around to each of those different facets or projects, if you like. I would become overwhelmed and numbed out with just one thing. For me, it would be like being forced to eat just my favourite meal for every meal. I'd really soon come to detest it. So I've learned that variety is the spice of life for me. Besides, I I adore the opportunities that we get to explore and broaden the work that we do. I find it incredibly exciting. There's always something new or different or deeper to strive for. It's one of the things I love when I'm talking to supervisees and mentees. That's a weird word, isn't it, mentee? Mentor. The people that I mentor, the people that I supervise and the people that I mentor. It's the variety of goals and niches and challenges that they bring with them. So last week I had a fantastic mentoring session and we were discussing networking. No surprise there. It's a great way to get get your name out there and it's a great way to get clients. So the person that I'm mentoring had started attending networking meetings, trying a few out, just kind of dipping their toe in the water, getting a feel from it. And from our conversations, it was so obvious that they thrive off the idea of being a linchpin in their community, which of course makes them a really, really good networker and a really natural networker, whether they know it or not. Well, obviously they do now because I told them. Um, So they read me one of their networking minutes. So if you don't know an elevator pitch, something that you say, sometimes in networking, you have to stand up, tell people what you do, what you're looking for. There's a variety of things you could do. They're writing, oh, can't breathe. Um, What they wrote started off really formal, really wordy, quite technical. And honestly, I don't mean to be mean, but it was a really bit, a little bit dull, which isn't them at all. What totally got lost was their gentle humor, that sense of community, and the real fascination for the work they do. All of it completely lost in translation. So we talked more and I explained that they are allowed, nay, encouraged to sound like themselves for the simple reason that how's somebody going to know you're the right therapist for them if they don't get to meet the real you. By the end of the session, they had a great networking minute and a couple of others on the go as well. But what was really lovely was that deeper understanding of how they were going to nurture their network. Because you'll have heard me talk about the importance of networking before, but honestly, if you want a sustainable business, 
you're going to need something like that. So a network or a mailing list that's engaged or a community of some kind, whatever that looks like for you, because that's what will keep giving back to you over and over again. We had an absolute blast in that session. They are so much fun and it's great to see how taking the time to focus on their practice helps them decide how they want it to be for them. Plus, it also shapes how you develop as a therapist. They really do go hand in hand. If mentoring is something you're interested, you can get in touch via the website. Over the next few weeks, um, I'm going to be pretty much head down getting the website up to scratch. And weirdly, I am looking forward to understanding the deeper aspects of SEO. And that is a sentence that I never, ever, ever thought I'd say. And so on that bombshell, let's call it. Till next time. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you feel this was like time well spent. If you are not already a member, do join the Thriving Hypnotherapy Business Facebook community. And if you are a member, get involved. We all know our favourite groups are the ones with the most interaction. It would be super kind of you to review and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts if you really liked it. If you didn't vibe with it, don't worry about it, it's fine. Another great way to support the podcast is to share it with your hypnotherapist colleagues and in your professional communities. As a hypnotherapist, you need to look after so many aspects of your business. One of those is supervision. I'm a level five hypnotherapy supervisor. So if you're in the UK and you're looking for solution-focused supervision, go to the website, thehypnotherapybusinessclub.co.uk forward slash supervision and drop me an inquiry. I will see you next time on Create a Thriving Hypnotherapy Business. Stay awesome and let's go change the world.